0: Hello, my name is Nick Spasic, and you're listening to From and Inspired by, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we talk about a lifetime in the film score world with composer and conductor Artie Kane. Artie Kane composed the music for over 250 television shows, conducted scores for 60 motion pictures, and had eight marriages in a career spanning over eight decades. At the end of last year, Kane released his memoirs, entitled Music to My Years Life and Love Between the Notes. In the book, out now from Amphora Editions, the musician recounted his life in Hollywood and New York as a child prodigy, composer, and conductor, working with such stars as Frank Sinatra, Henry Mancini, John Williams, and Quincy Jones. This interview is a little different than most, in that Kane is a very busy man, so that we sent him the questions via email, and he recorded his responses at his home studio. I find it amazing that you've had such a career that recording with Frank Sinatra on one of his most seminal albums is limited to three pages.
1: The memoir was about my search for love and my obsession with finding a career in music, so I picked stories that would move that journey along. Many of the anecdotes I used are amusing and good relief from the angst of my personal life. Since I did not have personal interactions with Frank Sinatra during the record sessions or the taping of the television special, I just told a story of how I felt being a part of that extraordinary experience.
0: Were there any stories cut that you wish you'd been able to include, such as your work with Franz Waxman or a particular Looney Tunes cartoon, that really stick out in your mind?
1: I hardly recall the sessions with Mr. Waxman, which were at the beginning of my time in the studios. I think I was in awe of all those marvelous composers. There were wonderful stories about the musicians and several about the leaders and heads of music departments. Many would have resonated with my colleagues, but the length of the book was a consideration as well as following the purpose of the book. I don't mind relating this one. On the scoring stage at 20th Century Fox, I told the orchestra to break for lunch on one of my love boat sessions. As I followed the musicians out the stage door, I saw the great jazz pianist Oscar Peterson and stopped to say hello. We went into the sound booth, sat down and talked about what he was up to and about his recordings with Ray Brown, one of my favorite bass players, and a good friend. Oscar asked if he could stay to listen to a couple of cues before his meeting on the lot. I was flattered and said sure. Rocky Moriana, head of Aaron spelling music department and music editor on Love Boat, came back early and walked into the booth. I said, Rocky, I'd like to introduce you to the incomparable Oscar Peterson. Reaching to shake Oscar's hand, Rocky said, Hello, Oscar. You're in my chair.
0: On that note, what was the process of putting together music to my ears? Was it sitting down and letting the stories come, or were you prompted in an interview style?
1: I told Joanne I wanted to write my autobiography, so she brought home a pack of yellow legal pads and some of my favorite J.G. music writing pencils. I began to fill the paper with thoughts about the path I took and showed several pages to Joanne. She said, Who's writing this? It doesn't sound like you, and it's not funny. When she told her friend and writing teacher, Marion Blue, about it, Marion said she'd be glad to interview me. We recorded hours of questions and answers and stories, then had them transcribed.
0: In addition to Marion Blue, your wife, Joanne, also helped with putting together your memoirs. How helpful was it to have someone who knew you so well as part of the process?
1: Not only does Joanne know the family history, after we'd been married four years, my uncle and cousin sent Joanne a box with all the photos and newspaper clippings from my childhood contests and competitions. They also sent family photos and letters I'd written to my mother while on the road. I guess they figured that this marriage might work out. Joanne is a researcher. She transcribed interviews that family members had recorded with the elders to learn the history of how they came from Russia to the U.S. Joanne and editor Candace Allen also badgered me relentlessly to get my reflections throughout the book.
0: You're very open and honest about your past relationships in Music to My Years, be it with your children or your former spouses. What's been their response to it?
1: Well, I've forgotten my former spouses, actually. I I cleared everything with sons David and Adam. David said, I think you and my mother did the best you could at the time. Adam said he thought it was pretty accurate. It was generous of both of them. Former wives and girlfriends who are living have read it and have let me know if I told their stories well. Joan Benny and Carol have made corrections and Joan reminded me of a story that needed to be included, which I did.
0: As you got later into your career, you performed less and conducted more. When did that transition start to become apparent to you?
1: It was comfortable to conduct once I got used to serving the composer's needs. One thing that I knew from my own sessions was the importance of relieving the composer of orchestral duties so he or she could deal with directors and producers. As a former member of the orchestra, I had special feelings for the players and oceans of respect for them. I also enjoyed telling jokes and stories during those long breaks when discussions were going on in the recording booth.
0: You've conducted so much for Danny Elfman. What's it been like to watch his career grow, especially given that you've been so close to the music?
1: I'm happy when anyone finds success in their pursuits. I'm also pleased to have contributed in some way.
0: How often do you go see the films for which you've worked?
1: Never. I'm a member of the Academy, so I receive all the screeners and watch them in the comfort of our home theater.
0: When you first held the book in your hands, what was it like? Having your life story in front of you.
1: It felt great. I love talking about myself. Seriously, I felt grateful to be able to tell it. Perhaps it'll encourage others to hold on to their dreams.
0: Thank you so much for doing this, Mr. Kane. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thank you, Nick, for your interest in my book and for interviewing me.
0: Thanks to Artie Kane for speaking with me. You can find links to purchase music to my years, life, and love between the notes, along with a selection of Kane's music in the films on which he worked, in the show notes for this episode, which are at fromandinspiredby.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at frominspiredpod. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcast and Stitcher as well. Artie Kane can be found on Twitter and Facebook at Artie Kane Music. That is A-R-T-I-E-K-A-N-E-M-U-S-I-C. Please hit up the website and click on the Give Us Money button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees, and remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks, talking with Bobby Asiya of Made in Japan about the band's appearance in the 1980s slasher New Year's Evil. Until then, thanks for listening.